Welcome to another Sports Central. I'm Rick Drewer. I'm Phil Fechner. Well, Phil, what have you got for us today? Well, I'm excited, Rick, today. What are you really excited? What are you excited about? Well, Redbacks start their campaign probably as we speak. They may well be as we're recording this show. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's it's a bit of a challenge for them. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't believe that how unlucky could they be in their first game to be drawn to play against Australia. <laughs> yes, the Australian <laughs> A-side, isn't it? They're strong, aren't they? Well, it seems to me there is a story that goes around, and it's been going around since the mid-70s or even earlier when I was playing, um, that when they give a bloke a baggy blue, which is the, the blue cap that New South Wales wear, they save time by giving him an Australian one at the same time <laughs> because they reckon that if you play for New South Wales, well, you're in with a chance. Automatic. <laughs> yeah, we can't seem to get one in the test side, but we might with this carry, hey? What do you reckon? Well, I think we may. I really do. I, I cannot believe that they're going to pick Matt Wade to wicket keep. Uh, and um, then I guess it's, a, it's a, a debate over whether you're going to go with the sort of uh, tried and tested... Uh, Neville, or you go for this Alex Carey. Now, Alex Carey set the world or the Australian record for the most number of dismissals in a Shield season last year. They reckon he's very good, skilled glovesman, and um, they're tending, if you look at, at the way they pick Renshaw and Hanscom, they're tending to go with a few younger brigade. And so I reckon Alex Carey is in with a big chance. Well, I'm with that. I reckon that's a good thing. I mean, they, they might, uh, like Renshaw, and they might miss out every now and then, but let's go with the youth. I mean, it's no good bringing in a 29-year or 32-year-old wicketkeeper that's been tried. Let's let's give him a run. Yeah. Well, I agree. And the, and the first principle that I stick by, and maybe it's the old cricketer in me speaking, is that you pick simply the best wicketkeeper. Uh, that, that's that, that's a different concept in in 50 over or T20, but the 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 damage that can be done by a keeper performing badly and missing chances, whether he's meant to be an all-round batter, he's never going to make enough runs to make up for the 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 ones that he's missed by dropping somebody. And so Carey is a glovesman. Sure, he can bat reasonably well, but. I think he qualifies as a genuine wicketkeeper, and, and they reckon he's just so athletic. I mean, I guess that's come from his earlier AFL football and every other sport that he's played, but he's got to be in with a big chance. Yeah, we've been pretty blessed with our wicketkeepers, haven't we? Like, you go back to Marshy and Healy and Gilchrist, Gilchrist and, you know, yeah. and, and there was probably three or four that could have played when Gilchrist was playing. So um, Exactly, yeah. And, 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 and they were... The, Good examples, the ones you've mentioned. They were all genuine first-choice mm. wicketkeepers, yep. but they all, by chance, well, not necessarily by chance, but they helped Australia out because they could bat. A number of times that lower order saved Australia in those days was quite incredible, really. Now, while we're on the cricket, I've got a, I've got a schoolboy classic joke for you today. OK, I'm really looking forward to this. The, the young bloke goes to the doctor and he says, Doctor, I feel like a cricket bat. And the, do and the doctor replied, how's that? <laughs> boom, boom. Oh, they're not getting any better, are they? But anyway, we'll move on. We will. Uh, now, I believe, Rick, you've done a bit of work on the, on the test side. Well, I have done a bit of work on the test side uh, for a bit of fun and uh, to see how uh, I uh, will get it wrong when they eventually announce the side. And we'll just tear through it quickly. First of all, I believe that um, 
you've got to have genuine opening batsmen. Uh, again, you can't, you know, play substitutes or big hitters or whatever in the in the shortest forms of the game you can. So under those circumstances, uh, you're obviously going to go with David Warner, although he gives me a heart attack every time I see him play um, because of the way he attacks the ball. He's got that one-day concept in him, hasn't he? He has yeah. a lot, and, and you'd never quite know what's going to come up next, but he obviously is going to get one of those slots. And I think to try and balance that um, aggressiveness and... and uh, flashiness of Warner, then I think uh, you've definitely got to stick with Matt Renshaw, who is the absolute epitome of the old style opening batsman, who is occupying the crease. And I think they complement each other a bit. Uh, so obviously, then you pick your next best four batsmen. Uh, and I think there's no question about the fact that, um, that obviously, Steve Smith's going to be in there. Um, and uh, then... Uh, then it's a little bit more contentious, I guess. But even though he doesn't play spin bowling very well, I think Kawaja uh, on our more flat decks in Australia where they're not all that spin conducive, he is a good player, except when the ball's really turning. And I really believe that he's going to get uh, one of those uh, spots. Uh, Hanscom, I would definitely, there's no, he could write his own ticket. Now, Therefore, there's five of the six bats, and, and the last one is up for conjecture. And I think the big problem is, even though we've got a lot of incredible cricketers around, there aren't that many standouts. Um, you know, people are talking about Travis Head and that sort of fellow. Now, Travis Head is typical of a lot of them in that sort of slot area that they've made most of their runs in the short versions of the game. And this is a five-day test match playing for the Ashes. And so my argument would be he hasn't done enough to justify a test selection. You could argue, well, who has? And you, you still boil down to the fact that um, there's not that many. I'm going to go for Glenn Maxwell simply because he can be a match winner. He probably hasn't performed at test level to the extent he has. The other one who might have been a chance would be Maddinson from New South Wales. He had a poor start to his test career. They reckon that he's over his problems, but uh, I'm going to go for um, um, the Victorian, Maxwell. The bowlers basically pick themselves. The quicks, uh, you know, you're going to uh, uh, definitely, it's almost the New South Wales contingent with uh, uh, Mitch Stark and... Um, uh, who else have we got there? Uh, Pat Cummins. Um, uh, I think the spin bowler is definitely going to be um, uh, definitely Nathan Lyon. And uh, the who I'm just lost for, who's the last quick? Um, it will definitely be... Yeah, I can't think either, mate. I mean, you're the cricket guru here, so I'll let you... Uh, I thought Jay Wetherill might have got in the side. He didn't get a gig. No, he didn't get a, a gig. He's very good, though, Jay. He's had a very good season. He's got to come up in contention to get in that side. Yeah. Have you found who you're looking for there yet, Rick? No, I'll think of it in a minute. That's all right. We'll come back to it. Yes. That's all right. Um, so... Uh, we'd better give uh, a, a mention to the local cricket, the BNL. Yes, yep. Uh, first round has been completed. Angerston, four for 178, defeated Freeling, 75. So that was a sort of 
uh, ordinary uh, or comfortable win. Scott Radjan made 100 not out. And Brett uh, Woodard's mate took four for 17. Sandy Creek, 191, comfortably defeated Gilbert Valley. Uh, Jamie Diner had a double, 105 and three for 27. And Reese Hanke, three for 14 in the first, six for nine in the second. Oh, he's he cleaned up there, well, nine wickets. What, he must Bang. have been bowling hand, hand grenades, I reckon. Hey. And in the game that I actually umpired, Malalar had a day out making eight for 327 on the first day, including uh, skipper Matt Birchaw's 152 not out, and they comfortably defeated Gawler Central 176. Although, to give Gawler Central credit, they batted throughout the day only to lose their last wicket in the last few overs. But <laughs> you'd, you'd think that Matt Birchaw would be odds-on to get three votes, sure, wouldn't you, with 152 not out. not out? But Brad Wilson, after making 69 in th their innings, then rolled out and took the odd six for 39, including before the game started, doing a 5K time trial for next season's football. So uh, oh. uh, Matt Birchall might have been <laughs> knocked down to two votes. And the South Gawler Kapunda game, that was a washout on the first day. What happened the second day? Yep, second one day, day it, it turned into a one day. South Gawler, must have been a pretty exciting affair. South Gawler 151 defeated Kapunda 145. And I was just looking there, Joey Brown, the Kapunda footballer, he made 36 and he took a couple of wickets. Henry Smith took uh, four for. And uh, C. Gracier, he took four for... for um, South Gawler, so they were the main wicket takers and the and the run makers in that. Right. So, and that's uh, well, we've covered the Australian, South Australian, and uh, the local league. Just quickly, did you, you didn't happen to see the tennis again this week, did you? Burn no, atomic. I underarm serve. I honestly, I there's got to be something done. I, well, I, I can't know, believe that it. is unbelievable. Well, you're you're the uh, oh. you're the very experienced umpire. Well, I can't believe they just let it they let them get away with it. Well, the thing that I'm a bit amazed at is just like although he took the rap for it, the chapels with the underarm delivery in New Zealand. At that time, it was a legal delivery. It mightn't have been ethical or morally justified, but it was totally legal. There was nothing wrong with what they did, but um, they've changed the rules, so you can't do that. I cannot believe that in the modern age yeah. of tennis... So you, you, can can serve... Serve, you can serve underarm, but, <laughs> I mean, unless you got a shoulder injury, you would not You would never do it, because you're never going to win the point, and which he didn't, and didn't deserve to, and I just can't believe that Tennis Australia are just going to let them get away with it again. I don't know whether he got fined, I hadn't heard, but... You know, just a joke, absolute joke. Well, I just think it brings... I mean, talk about, you know, the, the, the great AFL phraseology of bringing the game into disrepute. I mean, nothing more. But, I mean, these are Aussie tennis players. They can't... They must be trying to do it, I oh, think. Unfortunately, they are Aussie tennis players. And, you know, that's the sad part about it. And, and they're the best we've got, which is damn sad, really, because, you know, they're not giving their all, you know? Well, it's... Um, it's uh, did you find that name, Rick? Josh Hazelwood. Ah, That's who I was okay. thinking of. Josh Hazelwood. He's the third, and he yep. writes his own ticket as well. Yep. Uh, those three quicks. Uh, there'd be a few English batsmen, I think, uh, uh, by the time they're halfway through the first innings of the first test, might wish that they were still back in England. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, eh? So, you um, there might be the odd short one or two. <laughs> I wouldn't want to face them, that's for sure. 
And in your day, you faced them without a uh, helmet on. Well, I did. That probably has affected the way <laughs> I am now. You got a couple of hits in the head, I reckon. Oh, thank you very much. That's... <laughs> um, just quickly, um, I did mention last on our last week's show, our bowls guys, they had a very nasty accident. Well, I did actually meet up with one yesterday. We got three of them out of hospital, but one's got to go back in for a, another operation. But our club president is really struggling in... Uh, He's still in an induced coma and uh, just struggling with life in general, so we think of old Dave Quadling. Thanks. Oh, right. Yes, that's yeah. sad. Well, it's good that the others are okay. Yeah. Let's let's hope yeah. for him. Actually, just before we finish, it's a true story, and I, I will edit it slightly for uh, public uh, viewing, but um, talking about uh, short-pitch bowling in my era, I was unfortunate enough to be facing Dennis Lilly in Perth one afternoon, and uh, he was on fire he was always on fire, but he was even further on fire with the Fremantle doctor blowing, and he's bowled me this thing that uh, it, it basically, if I hadn't swayed away, I would have been at your autopsy, <laughs> or, like or my autopsy. Anyway, so I've swayed away, and I've taken the bottom hand off the handle of the bat, and as the ball's gone past, it's actually clipped my, clipped my glove and gone to second slip. They've caught it and appealed, and they've given me out, which in fact is not out because unless your hands are holding the bat, the bat that's right. um, it's not. Anyway, I get back. You know, I mean, I've, I've been out there for about half an hour. Never looked like scoring. I'm on. I've, so I've made a duck. So I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty happy about the whole thing. <laughs> I get back into the dressing room and <laughs> claiming that the umpires are cheats and nothing's really good. And Ashley Rowdy Mallet looked at me and said, don't worry, Stumpy, you're a hell of a lot safer back here than you were out there. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and, hey, just quickly, um, I believe uh, that Birch, Birchmore had a little funny story when he hit one of the fours on the week before. <laughs> oh, the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, it was actually the other way around. It was... Uh, uh, um, what's his name? Um, Wilson. Um, Wilson. He's, oh, he's it was Wilson. yeah. He he made his sixty nine in amazingly quick time, and he's in the process of hitting. I think it was four or five fours and one <laughs> over off the uh, the, the uh, Gawler Central opening bowler. He's hit two in a row, and he's hit the third one <laughs> as he's <laughs> shotting up the pitch. It's gone so far that it's actually gone through the boundary fence, and it's finished up at the sports reserve fence and he looked and he says do I get any extras for hitting the second fence <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a classic I mean, it it's, it's some of the things you can pick up out there umpiring I mean I've done it in footy many many times and uh, many and you know you're doing the same now with your cricket yeah. and the, I mean it's little things like that that make you have a giggle oh, and it make is. it well worth and, while and the thing is that they talk about sledging and and most of it throughout the whole time I've been involved in cricket is funny sledging. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not abusive, no. horrible sledging. Yeah. And I must confess that I had a bit of a giggle when yeah. I heard that. I mean, that that's good stuff. Yeah. That's what you want. Yeah. All right, then. Well, that's enough for today. Uh, I'm Rick. I'm Phil. And we'll see you next time.